Coming to you, pre-recorded in multiple locations, taxidermy is a dying art, and I think that's hella rad. We're your hosts, Andrew and Nathan. Nathan, how are you tonight? Doing great. How about yourself? Not too shabby, you know. It's uh, it's a Thursday evening. It's been really hot here in San Diego lately, so I'm just happy for the weather to start cooling off and getting close to the weekend. Especially hot in SoCal. Yes. Yes, it is. So, uh, got any non-sponsors you want to not thank today? Yeah, the main one um, is the W brand ketchup. And just in case you don't remember, that is, in fact, the ketchup brand created out of the election with George Bush and John Kerry when people didn't want to support John Kerry's a wife who's the heiress of of Heinz they made their own W ketchup which stands for freedom in America um so we, but regardless of that yeah we want uh, you know I don't want to they don't want to be they can't be a sponsor so does that tie into freedom fries at all I think that they probably uh use that at some level and because of those kind of marketing tactics that's the main reason that we wouldn't that I you know I'm putting a veto on them being a sponsor and of course Gatorade as always you know. Oh, what's like your least favorite flavor of Gatorade? Well, that's a different question than hitting them as a company, but uh, I would have to say that it is the Riptide Rush, which is the purple flavor of the Frost series, because it sucks. Oh, yeah, it doesn't taste good. I mean, obviously, if I, I hate it, and it has, it's a funky aftertaste, doesn't quench your thirst, and it just leaves you more unsatisfied than before you opened it. Which is a metaphor for my first sexual encounter. But anyways. That shit would always confuse me. I was like, what? You got like a Frost series, a regular series? I'm not even going to touch back on G2, but you know how I feel about G2. They used, yeah, they used to even have a Gatorade lemonade uh, brand. Part of me, part of me feels like they, they realized there's only a, such a limited number of colors they can make the Gatorade, so they have to come out with different like series so they can use the same color for different flavors. Well, to me, it's like, but why? You just sell the original three flavors, and you, and everybody's still buy them. Nobody cares. They, those are the best ones anyways. Yeah, but, <laughs> but anyway, I digress on Gatorade. They, again, they'll never be a sponsor, and fuck all uh, their products. <laughs> um. I actually have you ever come across like the like the Mexican flavors for Gatorade? No, that's that that's new to me. <laughs> I saw a fucking cucumber flavor, and I wanted to burn the building down. Cucumber flavored things are disgusting. Like, like I've had cucumber infused water, fucking gross. I thought I, for a while I liked this cucumber infused gin. But then I realized after I tried other gin, I was like, no, this is shit. Regular gin just tastes way better. The cucumber was bringing it down. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, my eyes have been, or I've been so blind this whole time. I need to open my eyes and see the truth is the gin. I can see clearly now the cucumber's gone. <laughs> yeah. See, for as many bad song puns as I have, I mean, there's a, there's a gem in there every once in a while. Even my uh, fiance feels the same way. She groans at ninety percent of them, and then every once in a while, I get one that's just gold, and she cracks up. And I'm like, this one, this one makes it worth it. Yeah, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I have a non-sponsor that I do not want to thank, and that would be anybody that makes mild salsa. Because what the fuck is the point? That's a pretty pretty wide range of, of the brands. That's most of mine, though. It's like it's not a specific brand. I'm more against products. It's like I just a blanket. Like if you produce this, I don't want to support it. Salsa is supposed to be spicy, hot, whatever word you want to use. It's supposed to have some, uh, some zing, some flavor to it. And fucking mild salsa is just pico de gallo by another name. Yeah, it seems to really kind of take the spark out of salsa, right? It's uh, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, okay. So you got some pico de gallo, and they're like, yeah, that's the mild salsa. You're like, no, 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 that's pico de gallo. 
Well, you know, potato, potato. No, no, it's literally two different things that you're referencing. This is just tomato and onion. You're missing uh, the pepper ingredient here. Come on. Well, I don't know, y'all. I just bought Tostitos and brought it out here. I, I wasn't trying to get in no debate about it. I just want everybody to have a good old time. You know, everybody can you just settle down and have some chips. You know who could be a sponsor is uh, Tostito Scoops. That shit was a game changer. It seems like a no-brainer, too. Like, everybody else is still making the shitty-ass regular chips. I mean, you know, some taste good. I'm not going to say that they don't taste good, but I just mean the design of the chip. Yeah. Did we bring up... Huh? Whoa. Got some strange noises around my house. Did you pick that up on your end? I heard uh, something like uh, you were about to take off, like, the $6 million man. Like, da 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 Yeah, it was like... It was like pipes rattle in my house. We have like raccoons. That was pipes. It can get and I yes. Heard it over there's like, like oh, that's not that's not great. <laughs> I know. Well, there's like raccoons that can get underneath the house, and they uh, just fucking bang up on all the under like under house piping. So, well, it's good to know that they're not that far removed from humans. If that's the shit that they choose to do, they're, they're pretty much like us. Yeah, it's bad when it's like four in the morning and those fuckers are running around underneath the house banging on shit the first time was terrifying because you didn't know what it was and after that you're just like fucking raccoon you know one of these times it's going to be a method and you're going to be like oh i just thought it was a raccoon (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually oh man um anyways to get back on topic of uh tortilla chips which is probably a tangent of a tangent of a tangent uh, I felt like I've talked about this before, but like also uh, they used to have these chips called Tarangos that are like um, Pringles, like they're, but they're tortilla chips, so they come in a triangle shaped can. They were just like <laughs> it's a triangle shaped can. <laughs> super, they were super salty, but like just as brittle as like uh, Pringles. Oh, that sounds awful. No, they were delicious. It was a sad day when they went. Well, but I mean, you're trying to scoop with them, and they're as brittle. Yes, as, you know, yes. In that respect, that that's probably why they failed. You get to be the best tasting chip in the world, but if you can't scoop it, man. Oh. Yeah, they're they're clearly uh, dunking chips, not scooping chips. It's all like a disclaimer on the, on the packaging. Disclaimer: Do not dip with these chips. Simply dunk for best results. These is these is dipping chips, baby. These ain't uh, scooping chips. Pair it with our mild salsa. <laughs> oh, what are you uh, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking Kessler, straight out of the bottle, the big bottle too. Oh. It was cheap as fuck. That was Kessler was what you were drinking last time you had a wink whiskey, right? Yeah, it's basically uh, when I go to the store, I look for the cheapest whiskey, and lo and behold, it's always Kessler, so uh, that's what I get. That should be their tagline, reliably cheap. Yeah, I, the place I go doesn't have, I usually find like ancient age cheaper other places. I'd usually drink that in the past, but lately it's been Kessler. It says smooth as silk. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that, but um, it is whiskey, so there's that. Well, you've never tried to drink silk, so do you really know? <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, are you drinking silk, or what What are you drinking? No. <laughs> uh, I am drinking another beer from Modern Times. This is their Fruitlands. It is a sour tropical fruit goes. Um, it's pretty good. It's like one of their regular beers. Did you get like a big pack of goes beers or something, or, or is this like you're buying more of them? Uh, these, well, this is actually a good tie-in to our next segment. These, um, we have a friend that works for Modern Times, and she, uh, brought over a bunch of, uh, beer. Uh, that's baller. (laughs) Yeah, and then, uh, I think the last goes that I talked about, I might have bought myself, but, um, yeah, I just like the flavor. But, um, when they were over, that's how the, uh, we were talking during dinner, and they, Somehow I fucking brought up taxidermy and mentioned the tagline of this episode, and they all started laughing, and I unknowingly made the made the joke. So thought it was appropriate for the show. You were were you drunk at the time? 
I was on the way. Sure. <laughs> I was in the car on the highway. Not quite at full yeah. speed, but almost there. I was on the on-ramp to drunk. Sometimes when I, I know, uh, maybe I shouldn't even say this, but uh, like when you like pick up a six pack of beer from the store or whatever. And like, I've got like a 45 minute commute home and it's like, sometimes it seems like it'd be nice to just like crack a beer on your drive. Cause you're not going to get like drunk, uh, on your drive, like while having one beer, but it's, I mean, it's not worth getting in trouble over. Yeah. They, they kind of kibosh that with the open alcohol thing. And, uh, cause I, I understand the time efficiency that you speak of is that by the time you're home, you're like, Oh, I'm buzzing. Let's drink the rest of these. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. uh, generally you don't want to like have the general people have that pop or kind of power, I guess, cause they'll abuse it. There's, they should be a true libertarian fantasy would be like you can go get a test and say like I can drive at this level of blood alcohol content and uh, I get a special license that says I can drink this much while I'm driving or whatever but uh, yeah it's just it'll never happen I'm just trying to get the party started baby <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so we I brought up taxidermy and I was just like yeah because nobody I don't I mean it just doesn't seem like a big thing anymore i don't know if it ever was i don't think there's a lot of money in it <laughs> yeah i guess like there's so much backlash for people like shooting big game animals and stuff and whatever animals in general it's like it seems another step further to even go and stuff them there should be like a naturalist taxidermy artist that only takes like you know naturally dead animals and uh, stuffs them and and puts them in I don't know. I, I like it, it. It seems to me what I would question them is like, what is your motivation behind the taxidermy? Are you trying to like, what are you trying to exhibit out of this stuffed animal? You know, like what is what is the goal here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, have you ever seen like bad taxidermy? There's like I think it's like a website or something where they just show them. Bo- it's like squirrels and stuff. They're just like the eyes are like just <laughs> fucked up. I think the biggest one that they butchered like was like a mountain lion or something and it just looks terrible yeah i can only imagine i mean i've seen decaying corpses and they look pretty bad so if you just kind of botch that like you kind of fuck with that process but you don't do it properly it's it's basically you're like kind of messed with the decaying process instead of taxidermied them (laughs) yeah probably looks pretty pretty weird i think it was uh one of the jackass movies or something where they pretended to like take somebody's like grandma to a taxidermy and they were trying to see if the guy would uh taxidermy the old lady after she passes but they brought her obviously while she was still alive it's like the weirdest situation (laughs) it made me made me wonder like is there ever a situation like where that's okay to taxidermy a person uh, like it doesn't necessarily i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be like out of love for the person like what if they're like an awful awful person like you you if you find hitler and you like taxidermy him doing some like just ridiculous whatever ridiculous thing like that would just be embarrassing for him uh i don't know giving a giving a hand job to a jewish guy maybe yeah we put a smile on his face and put it in like uh like their natural history or not natural history but their history museum just so it's like this is a deterrent to everybody in the future this will be your legacy for the rest of eternity if you decide to try to commit uh, you know, mass genocide of a people. Well, you know, we'll, we'll fucking taxidermy your ass, giving a hand job to the very people that you hated, and you'll be happy about it, and people will laugh at you. There we go. It's a, I guess it's not a common application. I don't think it's ever been done, but uh, I do like the idea of it. It's a good way to shame the bad apples, you know, like uh, get get some of these school shooters that kill themselves. Like, well, you know, let's take that corpse. Let's uh, let's taxidermy him. Uh, bending over and i don't know getting a butt funnel or something or uh 
I don't. Maybe maybe let the kids kids have a vote. Like the kids at the school, give them a vote. What kind of embarrassing taxidermy pose he's gonna be in? And uh, and, and you know they wanted to be famous, right? Well, the next it's school true. shooter sees he's like, oh wait a second. I thought you know I was gonna get the notoriety, but they just put a butt funnel in his ass, and, and now that's how we know him. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. I don't think it would ever fly no, uh, yeah. but not in it's our a culture. good idea i mean trump is trying to get us to that that point where we can do stuff like that but i don't think he'll be able to take it across the goal line to do that kind of thing no he's gotten away with a lot of things but that won't be one of them yeah i think really in terms of actually answering that question the only only time it's ever taxidermy and and people or I don't know how loosely you can define taxidermy, but like warmongering and they used to fucking pike people and shit and be like, hey, look at this motherfucker. We killed him and he's, he's here in front of everything. I mean, outside of that, I can't really think of besides the examples that we came up with, which would be brilliant, but are not practiced, you know, but those people are just fucking impaled. They're like, hey, <laughs> we'll fucking get you too. All right. Just uh, this is just to show you we'll do it. Is this like the the laziest form of taxidermy? Uh, it, does it even count? You just you put it on a stake. And you're like, there you go. It's like an animal <laughs> hanging off a stake. You're like, ah, yeah, it's 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 some level of taxidermy. I don't know. I don't know how you define it. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I took a drink of beer. So, uh, <laughs> uh, nice little pause there. Um, have you seen this Netflix? I think it's Netflix documentary Wild Wild Country. No, I haven't. I haven't seen like it. It, it when it your question starts with Netflix documentary, the answer is no. Uh, just <laughs> I need to catch up on a lot of stuff. Is is what I'm saying. And anything educational, I am not interested in learning. Oh, hey, 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 that's not what I said. What I said is Netflix documentary. Hulu documentaries. You're Hulu, okay with? it might be okay. It depends on you know that one is a little more open ended. Right. Does Discovery Channel even have documentaries or anything educational on it anymore? Yeah, I think Discovery does. I think it's it's TLC, the Learning Channel that that does yeah. it. Ironically, uh, but I'm pretty sure Discovery still. Again, I don't, I don't know. They're probably just playing Ancient Aliens on repeat. What station <laughs> does that shit come on? Is it Nat Geo or? George Sukalo, uh, that Ancient Aliens is History Channel. Oh. Was that what you were asking? Yeah. I, oh, I, oh, man. I got History and Nat Geo confused. That's. I don't know why I thought that <laughs> Ancient Aliens would be on National Geographic. <laughs> Nat, Nat Geo still has some integrity, I believe. Yeah. And that Aliens have nothing to do with what they cover. But uh, no, I haven't seen the. the <laughs> Long answer, short <laughs> version. I haven't seen it. Uh, well, it's basically like a this cult that originated in India, and then they moved to the U.S. and basically started taking over like larger and larger portions of uh, Oregon. It's just like the cults are always so fascinating because it's like on the surface level, it always seems like. Not all the time, but it's like, oh, it seems like kind of normal. And then you get, whenever you get deep enough into it, you always find some aspect of it that's just like, okay, this is this is where they went wrong. Like most of the time, it's like the leaders just like fucking all the women in the cult. Yeah, I was gonna say that to me, that seems like the biggest appeal to a cult is is fucking rampant sex with young impressionable women, but um. Yeah, that's the biggest appeal to me. But it, it, I guess that's like the big division between what we would consider, even though some, you know, to be fair to cults, I guess all religions seem kind of batshit crazy on some like ideological level when you get really literal with the, the you know, the text or whatever that they follow, uh, where you try to point to that as like cults, they, they're obviously crazy on a different level, even though the established religions are it's still crazy it's just like there's like a totally other level of crazy in a religious sense and that's how you define a cult i guess so. i would just do like i feel like there's a way to i don't i don't even know i'm not gonna say that there's a way to make a good cult but i would do like if i were to do a cult it would just be like 
the cult of affordable housing. So we just <laughs> uh, we just pool our money together so that everybody in the cult would just uh, be able to have like home down payments after like like four or five years, and then that's it. Like then we're just like hang out. That's there's no weird like alternate shit going on you just described a commune basically yeah (laughs) Uh, you damn communist i yeah i've been (laughs) co-hosting the show with the fucking commie this whole time i'm going to go back to china is that the only communist country left i guess yeah that's the last communist stronghold and they're not even really i mean they got walmarts there right like how communist can you fucking be when you got a walmart i mean they got kfc also so yeah north korea is really the only true communist country right like fucking dirt poor and everybody is uh brainwashed that's like the true definition of communism i was thinking like how do they survive with like it just being such a shitty place for so long and then it dawned on me i was like oh he's just drug trafficking like he just has the production of illegal drugs there and then is that gets, what's going on? How, how else would you like keep that going if you if it weren't just like an illegal drug trade? Well, I think it's a lot of it is just because their political position as communists, they're getting like funneled money just like randomly. But again, it could obviously be I get it. Like there's got to be some nefarious elements in in drug trade could very easily be a part of that, but I, I do believe because of the their political standing in terms of like the big conflict between the Western world and the, the Eastern world in terms of like communism, capitalism and, and whatnot. I, I feel like because they're like such a, a, a strange, it's almost like symbolic. And, and that's why China is kind of like funneling them the money. And let's face it, China has more money or I guess the economy is, is like a, a bigger issue uh they're they're we owe them like <laughs> ridiculous sums of money so they run the, it comes to pay the piper i guess it's all mute anyways china just owns owns us basically uh but i feel like because north korea has that kind of weird position with us that they're kind of almost bankrolled in a sense by them mm. the more you know yeah I knew you were going to be ready on that one. I'm so proud of you. Well, you had to literally say it and then I had to do it. But uh, we need, if you want me to do fucking sound drops and let's get another co host up in here. Jesus Christ. All right. Open audition for the zero listeners out there. Yeah, nobody's interested. That was perfect, though. Yeah. Come on. You can do it. You don't even need to put your back into it. It's it's true. I'm leisurely sitting around. I'm definitely not using many back muscles, if any at all. I'm sure on some level, just by the nature of needing to balance upright, I'm using muscles. But outside of that, no other muscles being used. There were no other muscles used in this conversation. But if you want to you get my definitive opinion on Colts, uh, is that... They're a okay with me as long as they're not calling for you to suicide yourself, you know. Or I, uh, that's kind of redundant for you to do a suicide. Um, yeah, you know I mean, like you know, like hey, you know, believe some crazy shit, but to actually get a collective group of people to believe that they need to kill themselves to like achieve a goal, that's so it's fucked up. It's just wrong. Like, damn. Yeah, j- just don't harm yourself or others. Yeah, you know, all Pretty the freaky, much. crazy sex shit you want to do. with the, you're, you're playing an acoustic guitar and you're singing some crazy-ass songs and they all have some weird, crazy orgy. That, that's cool. It's fine. But then don't convince them after to go fucking kill themselves because what was the one where it was like uh, they had to teleport to the comet or some crazy shit like that? You know, like, that's fucked up. To, yeah. To take, like, Haley's. impressionable people and, and weak-minded individuals and, and, like, convince them that their salvation lies in suicide. That's fucked up. That's what so many of them operate on is they get members that are like down and out because it's you have to easy. Yeah. Yeah. No fucking sane, normal person just like changes everything about their life to follow these insane cults. Yeah, I guess the problem for it 
is uh when you get uh, my idea of a cult would be more like like a social club like yeah let's come here hang out and you know shoot the shit about stuff uh but you know cults is just too serious it's too much of on a level like obviously you have to commit to some ideology and let's just yeah just go to the bar hang out why you, why you need to go to the cult <laughs> The cult of uh, drinking whiskey, smoking uh, cigars, and playing pool. But basically, the cult of Ron Swanson. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's why it's like, it's weird that people are drawn to something more extreme than like normal social things. Yeah. It, it's people, yes, yeah, people of, of manipulation like lead those, obviously. Um, I always like uh, the quote from The Office of Creed. Uh, Talking about uh, Colts, he, he's like, you have more fun as a follower, but you make more money as a leader. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Creed Bratton, did you realize when we were in Vegas that he was playing a show there what the? as a musician? No, I did not. <laughs> what? That's random yes, as fuck. It is. I, I was looking at uh, my fiance like, what the fuck? Why is Creed in vegas for like something completely unrelated she's like oh he's he has he's a musician outside of that show i was like mind blown well good on him he was fucking doing vegas tour and he's got royalty checks like constantly coming in you know he's no longer drying uh mung beans in his desk drawer <laughs> i know what he's exactly what he's talking about I'm, I, I draw, uh, I'm not going to get into like trying to recite office lines on our podcast. I was yeah. just about to. But, uh. All right. On that note, uh, I'm going to go find this fucking raccoon banging into pipes under my house. And we're going to take a quick commercial break. Yahoo. What a dog wants brand dog food is the premier dog food on the market. We are the only company with our own on-site research lab, allowing us to create the most irresistible dog food flavors. Some of our most popular flavors include cat shit, dog vomit, and decaying bird corpse with hints of cat shit. Hi, I'm Nick from our quality assurance division, and I gotta tell you, our upcoming flavors are the most vile and rancid flavors ever devised. Your dog's gonna love them. We'll be releasing a brand new flavor just in time for the holidays. Dirt-covered, rotting, prolapsed anus flavor. So, just remember the next time you go dog food shopping, get what a dog wants. What a dog wants, what a dog needs, whatever keeps them happy and makes them eat. And thanking you for in a city overrun by anarchy and chaos and jetpack criminals, the only hope for salvation are the jetpack cops. The net trap missed, Captain. What are we gonna do? Grab the empty jetpack missile launcher. No criminal commits jetpack crimes and gets away with it. My town. Captain, you realize how much money every one of those anti-jetpack missiles cost the city? I demand you stop using them at once! I don't come to where you work and slap the dick out of your mouth, Mayor. Now if you don't mind, I got a city to clean up. Hey Captain, you better come and listen to this. Staggering statistics released today show that the arrest rate in the city has dropped nearly 0%, and there's a significant increase in the number of deaths involved in police pursuits. Some say this is due to the nature of the arrest methods employed by the Jetpack Police Force, which almost guarantees death of all Jetpack suspects they pursue. I'm here live at the Jetpack Cops protest, and people are not happy. Sir, sir, tell me, what do you think about the Jetpack Cops? Uh, yeah, my name's Tim, and I think that the Jetpack Cops should go to jail. Don't these people see we are the only ones standing in the way of the Jetpack criminals, and they want us in jail? What are we going to do about it, Captain? There's only one thing we can do. Get back out there and keep stopping jetpack criminals with net traps and anti-jetpack missile launchers. 
Tune in 87 Central to Jetpack Cups on the Cop Network. Yahoo. All right, we're back from that exciting uh, commercial break. There are no raccoons in sight underneath my house. My dog's still alive. Everything's good. Nathan, how are you? I'm just happy to hear that there's no like meth heads or raccoons or you know any big issues going on over there. It was a little concerning when I heard that sound come through. It did sound like you were about to like teleport, but the (laughs) I don't know, you know, translating that as as a problem is is not good. I didn't look for meth heads. I only looked for raccoons, so there could still be a meth head underneath the house. Well, as long as he isn't isn't bothering you, I guess it's okay. Yeah, he's probably just trying to sleep and eat some candy and do some meth, so he's not hurting anybody. I'm glad that you're cool with it, you know? You're a pretty progressive guy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm understanding. I mean, we we both came from Merced. It's like the meth capital of... uh, the United States, so you gotta be have a little sympathy, right? It's a, a yeah, per, on a percentage level. Just for anyone listening, we, our hometown for sure, king of the meth, king of the meth. So we got that. Oh yeah, and um, what was it? Uh, premarital pregnancies or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, that was we were number one for that uh, percentage wise. Unwed pregnancy would that be what it's called? Yeah, whatever it means whenever you just have a kid when you're in high school is basically the statistic. Whenever you're in high school and you have a kid, that's Merced. I always think back on that like I'm 30 now and I'm like, fuck. Could you imagine having a kid at like 16 or even 18? Yeah, you at my age now, it'd be like, well, I'm almost done with this. Like he's almost 18, you know, like I'm almost done with the burden of a child. Yeah, that's the only point where I'm like, at least they like got it taken care of. Like my brother had a uh, kid at, um, I think he was like 22, 23, and his son's like, uh, like in, about to start high school, and I was like, man, you're gonna be like before you're 40, you're gonna have your kid out of the house. You'll have that like biological need fulfilled to like procreate, and you just enjoy yourself from that point yeah you know perfect time for a midlife crisis you know 40 <laughs> yeah yeah start selling uh just get wrapped up in some like uh pyramid scheme or like uh go try to make yourself famous or yeah waste you know, all your savings on a bad business idea yeah buy the most expensive harley at the shop you know mm-hmm. if i can get involved in a pyramid scheme uh it's a good uh, you know i i feel like i I'm feeling the pull towards that in, in my, you know, I'm starting to get toward the mid thirties. I'm feeling that pool. I'm like, I know it's going to happen. I'm going to get my midlife crisis very soon. So I understand. If we die at 60, this podcast is our <laughs> midlife crisis. Yeah, I think, I think it's a loose with the, with the midlife crisis, but the way that I eat my dietary, um, or the my diet, uh, as it were, uh, yeah, sixty is probably a safe bet for the heart attack. I liked. Uh, I think it was one of our friends always talked about like dying young, uh, and then it's like, well, uh, it's about that age. So do you still feel that way? <laughs> yeah, that changes a lot. You gotta admit to yourself. You're like, yeah, you're just pretty much clasping on to life until you're dead. Um, even though you make like a lot of bad decisions that, like detract from your life you know like fucking smoking drinking and eating bad food but it's in such a passive way that you just you're still like you're still in survival mode basically like your mind's like well i'm just surviving but your actions are still leading to your early demise well one it always makes me wonder like if uh people that contemplate or or go through with suicide do they do they have any type of like religious like do they have some concept of an afterlife or are they just accepting like non-existence is better than existing in a state of pain 
Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's really kind of the crux of it. Like philosophically, you have to kind of come to some terms. Yeah, you know, obviously trying to speak on it is is I don't want to be insulting the people that have yeah. dealt with like suicide and and they, you know, uh, because obviously you can't put ourselves in that context. But trying to understand it, um, there has to be like that, like what you're alluding to, a leap of philosophical ideology where you. I would imagine where you'd have to believe that there's like a relief to the suffering in, in the sense that either there's no existence after you're dead or there's a, a, or there's some sort of pleasant afterlife if, if you've led your life in some certain way or, or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, on a lighter note, uh, I want to give a food poisoning update. Um, so uh, I've had... I would say I'm uh, close to a food poisoning expert at this point. I've had it so many times. Uh, I had a meeting today at work, and one of the uh, clients that came in, she had gotten food poisoning and then gotten sick, like, on top of the food poisoning. And she just, like, looked like death uh, when she came into our meeting. But when she described how it all went down, I was... I was amazed. I was like, your food poisoning situation tops mine by a long shot. So if you remember from what episode was that? Do you remember? Bro, no, I don't. You can't drop that on me out of nowhere. <laughs> Come on. No, I don't I don't remember either. That's why I'm asking, all right? I know. Um, but yeah, in an earlier episode, I talked about a, a food poisoning story I had where I basically got it on a Wednesday night or Thursday morning at one in the morning. And then I had to get on a flight to six hour flight to New York the next uh, day. So I was stuck on the flight with food poisoning, which I thought was pretty horribly miserable. This lady got food poisoning uh, six hours into a 13-hour flight to China. You gotta be kidding me, dude. No. I was like, holy shit, that sounds like the... That sounds like a fucking nightmare. Like, I know kind of where you're coming from, but I can't imagine... Because she had to... She had to, like, shit and vomit in the plane bathroom. There was no, like, oh, I'll just wait. Like, no. The full brunt of evacuate your system happens stuck on a f- fucking plane dude imagine coming back out of that that bathroom and uh, like looking in the eyes of the next person you're just like i'm sorry just <laughs> what can i tell you you shouldn't go in there but i know you need to so there you go uh how do you even and you gotta she's going over there for work like so you get off the she was saying she like threw up on the flight and then she she had a three hour car ride to her hotel and she was throwing up in the car on the way and it's like her driver um pretty based on my experience doing the same thing probably isn't an english speaker and he's just like given instructions to pick this white lady up from the airport and take her to this hotel in this neighboring city well, it's like the guy's just like what why is she dying in my back seat and you can't even like communicate or ask for help you know to be fair i bet you know they see enough of our reality tv that they're like you know this seems normal for an american you know to just be fucking <laughs> randomly probably just vomiting. drank too much yeah she just drank too much on the plane yeah you know i i've i, you, I see her in a paris hilton and she do the same thing it's very good Oh wait, yeah. no, it's China. You said they were at, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna I better say not you're... do that accent. I could get in trouble. <laughs> well, on the positive note, there you you definitely didn't um, insult anyone because uh, Italian people really don't give a shit if you sound like Mario. Yeah, that's why that's why I defaulted to the yeah to that instead of safe yeah safe move bro safe yeah. move but let's all admit it if i did the asian thing it could be a problem and that in itself yeah. is a problem but anyways i digress <laughs> i want to live in a world where i can do uh like 1960s asian caricature uh 
acting without getting anybody offended. Just a, a quick aside on that. Like, uh, we have a mutual friend that used to date a Asian lady and, uh, one of our other friends, his cousin, we used to hang out a lot and he just went ham on the Asian like accent, like to the offensive level. And like, <laughs> it got to a point where it was, it was like a source of conflict. Like every time he came over to hang out, like he would rip into the Asian accent so much that would piss off our, our mutual friend. That was like, <laughs> It made it uncomfortable for me because I was like, it's funny what he's doing and I'm laughing, but I get why my friend's upset about him doing it. Uh, it was, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I want to live in a world where people aren't upset by the Asian accent uh, or such a stereotypical personification of it because it, it's, it's funny. It's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> at, yeah, don't well, at me. Let's... Don't at me about this. <laughs> yeah, but I was anyway. going to say. We should probably just move on bef until before we we actually cross the line that we're just kind of. Well, let me tell um, you what I'm talking about. Why yeah. it sounds funny? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so I wanted to bring up my favorite segment, uh, and that is things uh, you wish existed already. You should put a question mark at the end of that because I, I often I'm shitting on the things that we would, and it, I feel like we often find that our ideology or like the things that we think that we want to exist that we really don't. Yeah. That's what we, we, we just basically find out, Oh, we don't want this to exist. And here's why. I mean, although despite all its shortcomings, I still want jetpack, uh, jetpacks to exist. Yeah. Even though it would create a, a total state of anarchy, it's worth it for the fact that you'd have a jetpack. I, I do agree. Well, I mean, just the just the show. I just want to watch Jetpack Cops. It would be the number one show in America. I, I firmly mm -hmm. believe that. We're gonna create a noir style podcast where it's just the lives of Jetpack Cops solving Jetpack crimes. Yeah, we think we get no people listening to this podcast. Imagine how we're gonna feel when we do that podcast. Great. Yeah, I'll do it for our own enjoyment, like most of the things I. Most of the jokes that come out of my mouth are to make myself laugh. Yeah, and only yourself. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, Just it is kidding. a problem. Uh, so this week I wanted to talk about uh, Mars Colony. Um, so basically my question to you is would you go ever? Like, and what point would it have to be? Because for me, like, I've no fucking way I'm going over there as the first like wave to colonize you know that seems I don't know boring's the wrong word because it's a it's an amazing feat you know to do that but you're also giving up like your life and it's like you're it's like converting to uh oh excuse me um Islam <laughs> no whoa whoa bro <laughs> Whoa. I, I, I just wanted to say it. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, oh, God. What are they called? Why am I blanking? Amish. It's like you convert to being an Amish person. My my opinion is the first thing I hear when you're talking about like for early colonizers of Mars is certain death. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like you're, you're guaranteed to die. Um, but given that, I still agree with you. Like, do you? Who it's kind of a you gotta be a special kind of person I think to be the first, like to to be the person that wants to actually colonize Mars. I guess that's America is founded by similar kind of people, right? People that just want to colonize yeah. a new world, but um, not me. Yeah, but that would for it to be a a good comparison, there'd have to be Martians there that we need to fucking murder uh <laughs> in order to take over the planet yeah it's not quite the same when we don't get to genocide the existing natives yeah it's true they're like there ain't no challenge you mean i don't i don't have to kill anybody to take this shit over well i say ain't no fun i can't even get i can't even get diseases like dysentery man what's the point I, I know there's not going to be an Andrew Jackson of the moon. That's a disappointing thing. You know, like the trail of tears for Martians, you know, that's not going to happen. Sadly. We just, we accidentally bring back some like Mar uh, ancient Martian like bacteria. So you, we get like super diarrhea over there. Like you just, 
everything leaves your body as soon as this virus takes effect. I mean, it could be. That's that's what kind of alludes back to why of like certain death appears to be the number one reason I wouldn't want to do it. Like, there's got there's clearly signs of like there's been water and possibly life. So, well, who's to say there isn't some like archaic form of a virus or something that exists there that would just fucking destroy our anal cavities you know like just the fucking penetrator virus yeah i mean like it may just straight up kill us or it could give us like the worst diarrhea we've ever had i mean talk about food poisoning imagine a virus you know just like puts you in a perpetual state of shitting and vomiting until you die no thanks i mean i'm all about like space exploration like but i want to like have like super awesome spaceships with like light speed drive so we can actually go to like other planets that have been like colonized and they have technology and like cool stuff like i'd want to go to mars like i don't know 50 to 100 years after it's uh started being colonized so at least we got some level of terraforming and there's like one major city well and, and all it would be like the pit stop right you're like oh this is our first little pit stop before we take off to do real space stuff you're like we've been we know i've known about mars since i was a fucking kid right like it's not exciting anymore we we know it's the fucking planet next to us we know that uh we put a little rover on there and it's red everywhere like okay yeah let's go find something more interesting you know, it would be funny, though, is like they would pull the Mars colonizers would pull the same shit that uh, the like a civil, not a civil war, revolutionary war. Where it's like after they've been after they colonize for like a good like 20 years or something, they're like, yeah, uh, fuck you guys uh, on planet Earth. We're our own thing. Like you don't we don't listen to your government anymore. We know how to do things better here. I, yeah, uh, for sure, right? Like you're like, listen, you guys don't understand Martian people's rights or anything, you know. <laughs> yeah. But maybe that's why, you know, come to think of it, that's maybe why the Space Force initiative is uh, coming into play. Trump foresees this eventuality of having Mars space colonies and, and people revolting. He's like, let's get a Space Force in place now to make sure that they don't revolt against us when we colonize Mars. Maybe he's more forward-thinking than we thought. Or he just stops other countries from colonizing Mars first so that it can be the United States of Mars. Like, it's our... it's Mars is ours, all right? It's you the 51st fucking, state is another planet. Chinese, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chinese and Russians, keep out. This is America. We got fucking... We don't even add fucking Puerto Rico as a state, but we got motherfucking Mars as the 51st state. What would it would it be another star? Yeah, we'd have to totally redesign the flag. It's just one circle. They add a circle at the end instead of a star. Yeah, it's all these states and then a planet. <laughs> the United States of America plus Mars. Plus Mars. <laughs> and Matt Damon, because uh, he was in that movie. And Matt yeah. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Surprised he didn't get more uh, after Team America. Like he didn't get made fun of more for that. But I feel like they laid into everybody so well that it's like, it's like Kim Jong Il like got made fun of really bad in there, and Alec Baldwin too. Yeah, it's just Matt Damon. He's generally a you know good, pretty good actor. Yeah, so if people forget about. It, they're like, oh, that was funny, but yeah, I like Matt Damon. You know. I'm a fan of the Born Identity movies, despite everyone's criticism of the shaky cam and nausea. Well, to me, that criticism is only valid for Cloverfield because other movies don't bother me as much. Maybe it's because I'm just accustomed to it. And I, I feel for people that may get like nausea or just feel like weird about watching it, but Cloverfield is the worst. That movie sucks. And they, they tried to do the shaky cam the whole time and it just failed. And anybody that defends it is an idiot. Did you see the other two movies in the trilogy? <laughs> no. I'm glad I didn't. I didn't know that there was more. I, I knew there was another one, but uh, I didn't know there was yeah. three. Jesus. So 10 Cloverfield Lane was like girl trapped in a bunker. 
You have no idea there's any connection to the other one. I'm just going to spoil this for everybody because, yeah. So I got really into the lore behind. I'll explain the whole thing. Uh, but the after the first movie, yeah, a giant monster comes up from under the ocean. The second movie, it's like a girl gets, I think she gets. Um, she gets her period early and, and uh, it's a yeah. problem. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Definitely. Um, she gets in like a car crash and like this guy rescues her and she wakes up trapped in a bunker and he's like, you can't go outside, like blah, blah, blah. There's all this shit happening out there. Like, uh, basically she just thinks he's crazy the whole movie. And then the last like 10 minutes, she like actually escapes the bunker and it's like midway into the alien invasion, uh, from the first Cloverfield movie um, and then so it's like the movie wasn't related at all and then it's almost felt like they just shot some extra scenes at the end to tie it in after they like bought the rights to the movie yeah. it's like they, they had this script and they're pitching it and they're like the only way they could get them to convince them to make it is like and you know it's also part of Cloverfield and they're like really okay tell me more they're like yeah 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 at the end it's Cloverfield yeah I wouldn't believe I wouldn't buy into this theory so much is if if the third movie didn't do the exact same thing to a even worse degree where it's pretty much just some movie in space uh, and they fucking basically just put all these random elements of the um, of the overarching story into the movie to make it like tie into the other ones. He's punched up like an original script with Cloverfield references. Yeah, it's like they just put all these random elements into the whole thing to make it like be part of it. But the the whole disappointing thing is like there's tons and tons of lore about the this trilogy that they put in like hidden messages on like fake websites and all this mark they did all this marketing stuff that if you like read it up, read up on it, the story's fascinating, but none of the stuff that's interesting is in, in any of the movies, like at all. They make all these tiny references to like the comp, like basically there's this company that like knew about the monster from the first one underneath the ocean, and they were, they had like an offshore drilling rig that was mining the, um, the like flesh and like blood off of the monster while it was asleep and putting it into like uh food and like these this like drink called like slusho that they reference in like the movies there's all this crazy that's shit way in, like, more the, interesting than the fucking shit right? in the movies and the guy in the second movie john goodman's character is like one of the engineers for that company and they show his badge randomly on like a table in the second movie so there's all this all this hidden information that paints this really fascinating story and it's like you guys won't just tell like if you would just start from scratch and tell the story behind like all this hidden information that you put out in like obscure fake websites and like random marketing material if you would use that to tell the story then it would have been way better like, it would have been way more interesting. Like, go on YouTube and look up, like, these videos that will that dig up and explain all this stuff about Cloverfield. And that is a million times more interesting than this shitty series of movies. Although the second one was, was okay, but it, it wasn't any... It didn't have anything to really do with the overarching story. That's a, that's a shame, because, I mean, the, it's... Like, the movies seem like they're based on gimmicks. At least the first one was, and... What you described is is super interesting. So that's very disappointing to hear. Um, I think we've got a game to play, right, sir? <laughs> yeah. So enough Cloverfield talk. Um, let's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Who? What? Where? When? Why? And, and Howie Mandel. Mandel. All right. So uh, last episode, we announced that uh, John Travolta was the target for this week. So. Um, Got him. <laughs> Got him. Uh, mm -hmm. 
Got it. So, who's who won the last one? That was me, right? Because you won the first one. Yeah, there's. Let's just call it a clean slate from here on out, because there was a lot of confusion about rules and who was who was abiding by them and who wasn't. The the only the only reason I brought it up was we have to decide who goes first. Uh, yeah, whatever, whoever you go first, it's fine. All right, all right, I'll go first. So, during my search, I found out some very fascinating information about. Um, Howie Mandel that I didn't know that I think you guys will find interesting. So I'm going to start this off on the... I'm going to make the link from the John Travolta side. So uh, John Travolta, I think the movie was uh, 1992 or 93. He did a movie called Shout, which I'm assuming is uh, a musical of some sort. So I didn't bother to look at anything from that movie other than the cast list um and i found a very peculiar link to a basically an unknown voice actor named uh i think it was like bob uh bob vance vance refrigeration bob vance refrigeration who's bob vance oh honey you got a lot to learn Phyllis Vance of Vance Refrigeration. Quote by uh, Phyllis Vance. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so this guy, Bob uh, Bergen, was a voice actor uh, for Shout. He was just kind of an extra. But he was also an extra voice actor in um, the movie Gremlins. Uh, so he was one of the voices for the different gremlins in the series. Not to be confused with the Mogwai, which were the furry little Furby type creatures before they got, how, how did that work? Did they, so it was like, if you got them wet, then they would multiply. After, and then there was you, some after midnight. Then, it was a. Uh, yeah, there was two things. There was don't get them wet and don't feed them after midnight. So I think right. one of them, Caused them to multiply, and the other one caused them to turn into gremlins. Yeah, it's the it's definitely fuck. I should, really should know that, but in, in either case, yes. Yeah. Do you know why I'm bringing up the movie Gremlins? Uh, Howie Mandel's in it, right? Yeah, but do you know what he who he was in that movie? Uh, no. He was the voice of Gizmo. He is Gizmo, okay. Yeah. I thought that was fascinating. I had no idea that he played. But I'm like, I don't even remember Gizmo talking, so what the fuck did he do? He's got he's got a lot of voice acting credits and uh He just he just went Gizmo. It's funny cuz um mine is related to voice acting as well. Uh and please tell me you got Bobby's World in no, this. Not yet. I'm sure that will come eventually at some point. We'll have a Bobby's World reference, but not at this point. Um, but I, yeah, I'm not as, I feel like we may be on a push level with this. So mine is, uh, we'll start with Howie Mandel on the way I'll approach it. Uh, in the Muffet Babies, Howie Mandel, he's credited as the voice of Skeeter, Animal, and Bunsen for 26 of the show's episodes. So this one maybe a little maybe you'll win because it's a little more of a stretch. So in the Muppets universe, in the <laughs> yeah yeah I win. Yeah, I don't know basically. where you're gonna go, but, but I win. Uh, yeah yeah. So but let me at least finish. Um, in the Muppets okay. 2016 version of the Muppets, in the episode Got Silk, Amy Hecklingberg is credited as a writer on that episode of the Muppets, and she also. Are you calling them Muffets? Muppets. Okay. It sounds like Muffets. Sorry, my uh, enunciation my... of Muppets wasn't up to your fucking standard, by the way. Yeah, you It's so you important that you had to shit. derail my fucking thing because you didn't hear Muppets right when I said it. But anyways. <laughs> you got a stupid mouth. I don't have stupid ears, okay? I you know, I don't know why I even why I'm trying to do a podcast. I can't even talk and I'm trying to do a podcast. Uh, anyways, so 
She, the lady that's credited as a writer on that episode of The Muppets, she is also the writer and director of Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking Too, starring John Travolta. Was that with the ba- talking babies? It wasn't Kirstie Alley in of that course. too. Yes. Bam. So just that's good. it's not a direct reference because I have to go into the Muppets babies to the Muppets. Um so I think that I might that might be where I lose on this one, but uh that was the best I could think of. Like I it took me a while to come up with that one. Yeah. That was good though. I think I w- I would think that I won by a narrow margin there. Well, he so basically he was a voice actor with who? What? John Travolta was a voice actor with this other voice actor on Oh no, movie. John Travolta John Travolta starred in Shout and there was a voice actor in Shout that also was a voice actor in uh Gremlins. Oh, okay, Which, gotcha. Yeah, that's a more direct connection, I'd say. Yeah. Although, I do like that you we got to bring up the Look Who's Talking 1 and 2, and I got to bring up Kirstie Alley. Yeah, if there couldn't be a, any more forgotten fucking actress of the 90s than Kirstie Alley. I, I can't think of one myself, but... If we get in trouble for if like we have to change the name of this podcast, it's just we're just gonna change it to '90s references because this is really where we're where we're making all our cultural references. Who's gonna make us change the name of the podcast? No, Northern California. <laughs> uh, I did do a Google search, and there's a bunch of random clothing with the name of the uh, show on it. So that had me a little. The worried. name of what show? Hella rad. Like all these random, random clothes. Maybe I mean they just have the words on there, so who knows? Yeah, they, I mean we just talked. We remember we talked about people can make shirts with "I Plain New York" on them with the nine eleven. <laughs> yeah. so I'm not too worried can, about hella red shirts. Yeah, that's but that'll be our argument in uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, lawsuit when we're get, when we're litigating this. I'm definitely gonna bring that up. There we go. Oh, I think the people need uh, their weekly update. Yeah, I definitely am gonna. I'm not gonna leave them without it. Hey, everybody! It's another Fabergé egg update. Um, for those of you that are uninitiated of the possible fifty jeweled imperial eggs. Only 43 are still known to exist. The last egg being found in 2014, the third Imperial Easter egg found in America at a flea market. Um, And my question remains, will any more be found? Uh, I do firmly believe that there will be another one found. And that's why I continue to do this week in and week out. Um, But the update for this week is that none have been found. And, um, yeah, that's that's it. We're uh, still working on the crowdfunding campaign to start our uh, either a heist to steal one, which in retrospect we probably shouldn't talk about, uh, or to buy one. Well, no, I think it was uh, either to fund uh, the heist or an expedition to find one. Uh, okay. I do say... I do have to say that uh i really like the name victor vecklesberg v-dubs yeah he's a he's a good guy uh because he owns so many fabergé eggs i feel like yeah it'd be a lot easier to crowdsource the the either the stealing of one or the exploration of finding one than it is to buy one just because of their inherent value um so anybody that is interested uh, one day we will set up some sort of crowdfunding crowdfunding page, and I would be happy to accept your donations to go to such exotic locales as the Caribbean and um, the Bahamas in search of a Fabergé egg. Is V Dubs dead or alive? He is very much alive, and, and in fact has been referenced in some of these uh, proceedings about Russia and, and Trump. So he's definitely really? he's, uh, he's in it. He's in the thick of it. Um, 
Apparently he so this is in specifically about that. Uh, he he has a connection with Michael Cohen through a large five hundred thousand dollar investment. I don't have a lot of extra de- details on that, but yeah, he's so he's invested in the attorney, and there's a lot of connection with Trump and Russia. So he's he's in the fucking thick of it. He, he he's a uh, he's active. Our goal should be to get uh, Victor Veckelsberg on our show before H three H three podcast gets Papa John on theirs. <laughs> That'd be a great goal. I feel like we have a better chance of getting <laughs> Victor Vexelberg. Papa John just got like completely axed like from uh he still owns 30% of Papa of Papa John's pizza, but like he doesn't have any say in the company anymore. Yeah, and I, to me that feels like it's that's why it's more likely that he won't be doing any press or any kind of media. Is I think he's He's probably just done with it all. He's like, fuck, you know what? My ch- the the board is fucking kicked me out too. He's got he got fucking like a Gavin Belson, like in Silicon Valley. Kick out the fucking it's Papa John. And he's not even part of Papa John, so you know. It, Time to sit back and drink soda pops in your mansion and order with Bo. With Bo and order pizzas. Bo's in the house. There we go. So I, you know, to be honest, maybe it's it's a blessing in disguise for him. A fucking guy could use some time with his family. It seemed like he spent so much time with Peyton Manning. Spend some time with Bo. Bo clearly needs your help. Go be with him. All right, you want to uh, play us out, keyboard cat? Yeah, play us out. Um, and uh, in terms of giving our plugs, uh. I always fuck this up every time. I, this is why I shouldn't do a podcast. I always try to give plugs like at the end. I'm like, oh, you should go to myspace.com slash hella, hella rad, is it? Uh, so, but anyway. Try out this email address that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it said this to the email that we don't have. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for real, uh, do check us out if you are listening and we would appreciate any feedback. Uh, we're at soundcloud.com slash it's hella rad twitter.com slash it's hella rad facebook.com slash hella rad youtube our goal is to get the minimum amount of subscribers required to get the custom domain but for now if you search hella rad on youtube just look for our logo which is basically hella rad and bright neon green font looks like it's from the 80s just look for that um and yeah you know feel free to interact with us on any level and even if you hate this and you've made it through this point and you think it sucks so let us know man so let us know yeah we don't we don't know that we should be we shouldn't be doing this anymore yeah. so we need you to let us know to just stop now before we embarrass ourselves even more. Yeah, if you're firmly against the things that we've been saying and uh, the podcast in general, let us know. It's To me, it's better than nothing. So, anyways, thank you for listening. And uh, until next time, have a good one. Yabu. So, but I, but on, so, but I, but on, so, but I, but on, so, but I, but on.